Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast, and I'm super excited to have our guest on today. We have Jessica Clerk, who is a confidence coach, and she is absolutely incredible. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too. And for our listeners, we just had like the best pre-chat ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish we pushed record then because I don't know how we're going to top that. (laughs) It was 30 minutes of (laughs) pre-chat. That's the best though. So we're all giddy and laugh, you guys. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. I messaged you this morning and asked you if you were going to turn on the video, if you kept the recordings for the video, because I was in my sweaty gym clothes. And the greatest thing about podcasting is that you can't smell me. And I came straight from a workout and we're good to go. So I love podcasting and being here with you because you can't smell me. Well, you know what? I am in the same boat too, because I'll, I'll share this. I ran out of deodorant and actually, <laughs> uh, I'm wearing my husband's. And- I did that this week too. We're good. And I keep getting a whiff. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> so I kind of like that. I'm always like, oh, I smell like Glenn. That's nice. <laughs> well, I forget about it. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. That's what's happening here. And this is not my first day. So <laughs> we're good this for three days now. <laughs> I haven't gotten to get some. So you're welcome, friends, for not smelling both of us. <laughs> So obviously we met in a really cool way. Um, it's just so funny how, you know, paths cross and you came to our shift event. I started following you. We didn't know each other at um, all. At all. Like we didn't know each other. And I started following you. I was like, man, I really like your vibe. And I like you even more now after our pre-chat. <laughs> <laughs> but can you just take a moment and introduce yourself um, to our listeners, let them know who you are, what you do and all that jazz. Yeah, of course. The really cool thing, Gina, is that, yeah, I had this calling to go to your event. I just like felt called to go. And I was like, it's in Newfoundland. A Meg who had the Rise Up Shine Bright had posted. And I was like, okay, let's go. And I convinced a friend to come with me and, and we went for it. And I did not know you. I did not know Emily. I didn't know anyone at the event. I had been to Newfoundland before. So that at least I had that under my belt, but everything else was brand new. And walking into that room, a room filled with people who knew you deeply mm-hmm. and being the outsider that was like, oh, what brought you here? Or even the outsider not from Newfoundland was really a weird thing. And to not know the speakers at all, not to know what to expect. We walked out of that, like changed. It was an incredible Aww. event. And even this morning, getting ready to come on and hop on with you, I used my soap from our swag bags and I listened to the playlist to just like pump me up a little bit and have that connection again, because there was a reason that I needed to be there. And for one, I know it was deeply with that confidence aspect that I needed. There was a reason I had to be connected with you. So I'm really grateful to be on your podcast today and hanging out with you um, to dive in a little bit about my story, which I told Gina before this, I'm always very uncomfortable with sharing my story. I don't know why it's a really cool story, but (laughs) for some reason, there's just that deep feeling disconnect that I have. So I'm going to dive into it. There might be some blanks, but I'm going to try my best, Gina, to share something really good here. Um, So we go back to... uh, I was a health and fitness coach for about seven years. And in that time, I got to learn really deeply about myself, about what I liked, about confidence in a physical aspect uh, and helping women in their physical aspect and their mental aspect. And in that time, a few years ago, my husband got this. Is, this isn't the start of my story, but really the start that led me into that confidence coaching. And so my husband got offered a position in Barbados. 
And everybody's always just like, I saw your face, Gina. Everybody's always like, oh my gosh, that's so freaking cool. And at the time, I really thought it was cool too. This was in November, 2019. So before the pandemic and, um, we decided to move our life down there. Really. I was supposed to be able to go back and forth. I was working as a digital marketer for, uh, tourism industry. So I, I was the, um, marketing manager for about seven properties. I led 30 to 35 social media accounts every single day. I also worked as a digital marketer for a health and fitness magazine, which I'm now currently the editor of as well. Um, and wow. so I know really cool, right? It is, it, I've always had that background in digital marketing. So the greatest thing about this journey to Barbados was that I was going to be able to bring my business. I worked from home already, be able to work these careers and these passions that I had and be able to go back and forth. We had our cats at home. We had our house. We, I needed that aspect to be able to come back and forth, live the dream of traveling Barbados, but also, you know, live the dream of building my business. And I was getting ready to shift into building my own digital marketing business so away from kind of having an employer and into this right. field of digital marketing, which I loved. I love social media. I still love social media. Um, but as most of you know, running 30 social media accounts, running one social media account is a lot on your mental health. It's really stressful. It's uh, a lot of energy, a lot of creativity. And I just like slowly started to realize I needed to cut back a bit. And then the pandemic happened and said, hey, I'm going to cut you back a lot, girl, because um, who's traveling in the pandemic? And so I was laid off, which honestly was a blessing because it helped me to pivot and think about what I wanted. And I learned that working in digital media wasn't what I wanted. And I did. I actually had no idea that that was going to be the outcome of it. But being laid off as someone who had an identity in my career. Uh, I come from self-employed parents who are very successful. And I always had this identity in that hard work. If I work four jobs, it means I am on top of the world. The heart. Oh, when people say, oh, how are you? Or what are you up to? Busy, busy, busy. And that being like a badge of honor. And I wore it hard and I loved wearing it hard because I thought that that's what success was. And so the pandemic really threw me for a loop because it made me slow down. And I was just like, what is happening? All of a sudden I have all of this time on my hands. And I actually remember walking into my office where my husband who had just flown home from Barbados, like made it to Canada just in time. Um, when I walked into my office, I was like, I just got laid off. And he's like, okay, good. Like, that's what you wanted anyway. Wasn't it? You were, you were about to quit. And I'm like, yeah, but like by my choice, not by their choice. And it really took an identity loop for me um, to figure out. So for months <laughs> we got stuck in Canada because there's no flights going out and we had to make the decision after being home. We thought it'd be two weeks like everyone did. And we eventually made the decision to once flights would open back up to the Caribbean, that we would move down there semi-permanently until the project was done. We were going to bring our two cats with us and we were going to live in Barbados for however long it was for him to finish. He was working on the airport there. So him to finish working on the airport down there. And so we took that plane down there. We moved down there. And again, still at this point, really just focusing on my health and fitness business, not on anything else, because I just had to work with what I had. And the, the magazine that I was working with was still running in the pandemic, which was awesome. Um, and then moving down there, I slowly started to learn those things like the universe telling you signs along the way, giving you little things and little tests. As we were talking about earlier, Gina, they were happening to me over and over and over again down there. Um, and honestly down there for like the full year, <laughs> the full year was a, was a huge test because again, as much as it sounds like a beautiful gift to be given, and I see it as that too, it was really hard for me because all of a sudden I was left in a foreign country with no car because I didn't want to get my license down there. They drive like crazy. They drive on the opposite side of the road. I just, it was not for me. Um, so all of a sudden from an independent businesswoman who thrived being busy, literally being locked in my house, one for quarantine for, cause well, who wasn't quarantining in that time and two for, um, not having a car, not being able to go to the grocery store, not, uh, being afraid to go outside because it was scary. It was a totally different world. And being a tourist in the pandemic in the Caribbean, they knew who was a tourist and who wasn't. And it was really isolating and it was really lonely. And I feel those emotions come up as I think about it, because I actually started therapy in this time because I wanted that freedom back and I wanted to feel like myself again. 
Um, but I was so isolated in so many ways to even the point, like I didn't even have my own money. I couldn't access my own money down there because it was just so different that I would have, you know, my husband take out cash and I'd have to ask for my allowance. And it was all those little things as an independent, strong woman to have literally every freedom taken away from me. That's what it felt like to me. Um, really started to wear on who I was. And then also volcanoes erupted down there. Hurricanes happened. It was crazy. We had there. When I say the universe tested me, it, it tested me over and over again. Um, a great, the, one of the greatest blessings. So out of it is we did pick up a dog off the streets and I did bring it home and she's the cutest <laughs> thing. I started fostering dogs down there because I needed some kind of purpose again and some Aww. kind of connection. And it was the cutest thing. So now I have a dog. So that was a great souvenir. There are amazing <laughs> blessings <laughs> that came out of me being down there. Um, but there was also a lot of hardship. And I had this idea come to my head when I was down there about the year of confidence. And it just like kept popping in my head. And I wanted to start a podcast, but I was like, I, have, I don't have a voice. I don't have something to say. I can't. Nobody would listen to me for 20 minutes. Like, come on. Um, but Gina just listened to me for half an hour before this call. So obviously someone's going to listen. <laughs> it just like, it just kept nagging at the back of my head. Like, this is what you're supposed to do when you go home. And when I came home, I thought for sure I was going to, we were down there for a full year. When I came back, I was like, oh, I'm totally like going to be able to get in my car. Everything's going to be normal again. I'm going to be Jess again. I'm going to have my freedom. I'm going to have my money. I'm going to have all the things, my business. But there was this like mm, intuition in my gut. Something was telling me that like I needed to do something different. And that's when I started to take the route into confidence, into working more with mental health with women, because I knew how deeply I needed it in that time and coming out of the pandemic, knowing how many other women really needed it. And so I decided to dive in with a podcast. It's called Selfish Confidence. And I knew that name even before the podcast started, which was super weird. The reason that I called it Selfish Confidence was uh, because it's about confidence, finding my confidence again, finding my growth again. And I said like the ish, like self ish, because I did not have it figured out. It's a come along with me. Let's figure it out together kind of podcast. And a lot of people take it as like selfish, being selfish for your confidence. And sure. Great. Take it. However you want. It wasn't how that, how I first intended it. It was like, I'm trying to figure out my sh you should come with me. Like, let's do it together. And so I launched that after I did a podcasting course, learned all the ropes mm -hmm. and just got really messy and dived into it. And at the same time, I started a project called the year of confidence, which I decided I would take confident action in different things every single day. And oftentimes I push it off for months because I did not want to do it. <laughs> oftentimes we think, oh, 30 days, 30 days, and I'll have the best body 30 days. I'll have my mental health back 30 days. Like Gina, you and I just did a 21 day challenge. And we know 21 days is just scratching the surface. Like there's so much deeper that you can go. So I wanted to give myself a full year. And I think now I'm at like day 290 October will be one year and it hasn't been perfect at all, but I'm heck of a lot further along than I was in October of 2021. And I feel emotional even thinking that because it's been a really hard and powerful journey finding myself again. But if I hadn't made that choice to choose myself to get uncomfortable, to dive in head first and to do something freaking crazy, give myself a year. I wouldn't be sitting on your podcast here right now. And I think that there's something really cool about that um, to get uncomfortable, to get itchy and to get scary. And there's my emotions coming out because they always do. They always do. I say, bring them on. I cry almost I know. on every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, oh, your story is absolutely beautiful. And I'm really glad that you decided to go all in on you because by you doing that, you are just giving so many other women permission to do the same. And I don't know if you'll ever realize the ripple effect that you're having. So bravo to you. Thank so, you. I do want to kind of circle back to something that you said, because, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> silly throat. Um, there's a lot of people out there who know that they need to stop and do something different. They know they need to, they're listening to what you just said. They're like, yeah, like I want that. I need to do that. I've got these signs too. And, but what was the thing that helped you actually take the action? Because I think everybody knows what they need to do, but actually doing the thing, there's a disconnect there somewhere. So what was the thing that allowed you to step into this? Ooh, interesting. So the first, the first piece of that would be like, I just started to have like gut feelings 
for months before I actually took any action. Um, social media posts would trigger me. So I was in the world of health and fitness and there was just like little things that I was like, Hmm, like that makes me uncomfortable. Ooh, like I'd get squeamish when I'd see things. And that's how I knew I needed to take a different direction in the way that I was coaching people. So that was like the first piece was like, Hmm, I just started to feel uncomfortable with certain posts that I would see on social media. And they'd be posts really generated in the industry that I was in and they weren't wrong or bad, or they just made me feel uncomfortable. And that was like my first sign. And once I started to see those, I'd pick up on those cues. I just like dipped my toe in a little bit at a time that was taking a few courses that would help me to understand what I wanted to do next, or maybe even just try. And that was for me podcasting to start that a little bit, to come up with a name, to play around with it. It was never, I'm diving headfirst in. I actually was podcasting for a few months before I even decided to take that shift into confidence coaching. And if you go back and you listen to some of my older episodes, you'll kind of see that transition. I remember talking to people on my podcast and they were kind of transitioning and I was like, every time I talked about, I'd get emotional. So I just say, trust those feelings that you're having, trust that gut, trust that, like anything that gives you that itchy feeling and then dip your toe in, experiment with it. Try something really small. You don't have to go head first. You do not have to quit your job. You do not have to change your whole website. Just check out a course, try something really small. See how it feels. So glad that you said that because I think there's so many absolutes. There's so many like, okay, if I want to do this, I have to be all in. I have to do the 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 Mm -hmm. big large thing, you know. But I think taking that first step, like even if that step is not the step, you know, quote unquote, that you should take. Mm. I think sometimes the moment you take a step, the next step becomes apparent. And the more steps you take, it it gets you closer to where you want to go. Yeah. And they can be really, really tiny to the point where they don't even feel like steps to you. Like you're just like, oh, that's a waste of time. That's so silly. It's not silly. Like it's just movement. Movement means momentum. Like let's just try something really small and go with it. But even like, because I'm just reflecting on our pre-conversation, <laughs> even by you saying yes to be on this podcast, like what we found out about each other and how similar we are, like I think even that is creating a relationship that we probably couldn't have even anticipated if you didn't say yes to come on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Everything is connected. You're having these feelings for a reason. There's if, if it doesn't work out this time, it's because it wasn't supposed to like just, and if you think like that and you feel like that, as you go through things, you cannot mess it up. I agree. And I think the beliefs, it, it forms everything. And if you truly believe that, there, you know, you can't fuck it up or you can't make a bad mistake or you can't, you know, do it the wrong way. I think it's just going to give you so much relief to continue to move forward. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of pressure on myself and I will admit that on here. Uh, even as I say like, Oh, just do it. Uh, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of fear and a lot of discomfort there. So you're not alone if you're feeling that. So how did you navigate, how did I pronounce it, navigate? (laughs) (laughs) How did you navigate the discomfort? Because I think a lot of people and, you know, our brains are designed to keep us in a, you know, the certainty piece. So how did you navigate the discomfort? Oh, that's an interesting question. Okay. How did I navigate the discomfort? I think I just found resources that made me feel good about it or... And I won't say ignore it because I definitely knew it was there. There was discomfort from the second I sat in front of a mic. Um, My first episode's Hot Mess Express, where I'm telling my story. And as I told Gina, like I'm very uncomfortable with telling my story, but it's important to do. And it was just, yeah, I did it anyway. Ignored it. I didn't ignore it. I just kind of felt it and like sat in it and did it anyway. And that doesn't help anyone. So I'm really sorry that that is not good advice. But like. I think it does. I think it's more <laughs> helpful because I think too, once again, when people feel discomfort, I think they want it to not be there and they're mm-hmm. waiting for it not to be uncomfortable to take action. But the fact that you said that, you know what, I felt it. I was like nervous. I felt the mm-hmm. fear. You're probably judging yourself. And you sat down and you let it be messy. I think that we don't want to let it be messy, especially as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, we want it to look perfect, but I think oh, yeah. you have to give yourself permission to be that beginner. And if you didn't start your podcast, it would not be where it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just to give you some perspective here too, like I am uncomfortable right now. There is sweat pouring out of me in different places. And as I told you, I am smelly, but I'm here anyway, I'm here. And 
it's important to just like show up messy, show up uncomfortable, show up sweaty because you're eventually going to become comfortable with it. Do not get me wrong, but I know my voice comes off very confident and people hear me and they're like, Oh, you have it all together. I don't have it together. I'm really uncomfortable. I love you, Gina, but I am sweaty. And so, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable for a long time. I'm pretty sure experts, I'm sure you felt uncomfortable standing on that stage at your event too, right? Like experts feel uncomfortable. It, It really does. And I think sometimes we get the illusion that, you know, we see somebody doing the thing and we automatically go, oh, well, it comes easy to them. We're, you know, they're not uncomfortable, but we are, you know, and it's so funny. Uh, Emily's going to probably kill me sharing the story, um, but share it. <laughs> I'm all about like anchoring in who you want to be. Right. And providing as many anchors as you can to get you to where you want to go. So I was listening to this podcast not too long ago. And she was talking about certain things that she did when she presented, right? So she would speak in front of hundreds and thousands and she would have the voices. She would feel uncomfortable. She'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. And she said that what she, one of the things that she did before she got on stage is she has this pair of superhero underwear that she would wear. (laughs) So anytime, because you know, when you're nervous, you got to pee. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like every time she went, she was anchored into, yes, I can do this. Right. So anyway, I write Emily one day and I'm like, what size underwear do you wear? And she's like, like, what? "What?" Anyway, I was like, okay, I should probably like preface that with, this is why I'm wondering. Anyway, couldn't find the underwear, by the way, still looking, going to have it for a next shift event. So anyway, but I, I truly believe in finding ways to anchor you into what you want and who you want to be. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. fighting the natural tendency of our brain to tell us that don't do that, to tell us that, holy shit, that's scary. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. So play it safe. And the more you get on stage, the more you get on your podcast, the more you do the fucking thing, the easier it becomes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when you say that too, because I know that you have that support system in Emily and I'm sure you have that support system in other people too. Uh, Also, you should get that underwear for everybody to buy at the shift event. Um, Just saying. Anyways, (laughs) but also- Brilliant. Telling someone who you know is going to be your cheerleader, who is going to be like there. There's people that you probably shouldn't tell your things to who might drag you down. We know those people, but for me, my husband is incredibly supportive, like so freaking supportive that I'm just like, who are you and why do you think that I can do these things? And it's important that you have someone like that, whether that's a best friend, whether that's a coach, if you do not have it in your life, hiring someone to be that person for you is really important uh, because one, you can confide in your dreams and tell them. And two, it's just nice to have someone who believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. Absolutely. And I, I paid for that when Mm -hmm. I first started this journey, I was a teacher and I remember telling somebody one of my dreams and I remember the look on their faces of like, (laughs) yeah, no, there's no way you're going to do that. And then the shift event happened and I was like, (laughs) you know what I mean? You can't see what I just did, but I'm going to do some middle fingers. Um, (laughs) I saw it. But it's, yeah, it's having those people that you can lean on their confidence when maybe you're not feeling your own, because that is the thing you need people to, to lift you up. And I spend a lot of money, like getting in, in circles and, you know, sitting at the table of people who were like, of course, you're going to do that. Of course, those are your dreams mm-hmm. instead of like, mm, are you sure? You know, and it doesn't matter where that comes from, whether it's concern or whatever, you just need that, that belief. You need that support because, you know, that saying you are who you surround yourself with, you know, you can, you can predict what's going to come. If you surround yourself with people who don't have big dreams, who don't believe in what you want, who, you know, status quo is okay. And for some people that's completely fine, no judgment, Mm -hmm. but for me, that's not what I want, you know? So I can totally, I can totally resonate that, you know, with that. And I think, you know, would you say that as a confidence coach, that is something that you help your clients with too? Oh, a hundred percent. I actually had a client once who was like, Hmm, you're like a paid friend, aren't you? And I was like, you know what? Sometimes I am. And I don't take that as offense. Like she took it like a little weird, like, Oh, I pay you to be my friend. But like, 
honestly, I think that's a really powerful thing. The one that you care about yourself to hire a coach to hang out with you once a week or whatever it is that you do mm. is really freaking powerful. You care enough about yourself to hire a friend. Absolutely. Great. And like, that's nothing about them. It's just like, Mm-mm. sometimes we don't know where to find these people. Like, yes. you know, my circle were teacher friends and athletes who, you know, and I love them. They help me be good teachers. They help me be good athletes. Mm-hmm. That's why I got in those circles. But then when you want something different, those people are going to help you get there. So paying somebody and saying, Hey, this is where I want to go. Help me get there. Be my cheerleader. Tell me I can fucking do this. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you don't believe it, like this is what I need you to tell me. Like there's power in that. There's power in those thoughts and those beliefs. I always say borrow my belief until you believe it yourself. If you do not believe it in yourself, come to me. I believe in you wholeheartedly. You have it in you. And I think that's so freaking cool. But if you don't see it or you don't like hundred percent believe it, Hire someone who's going to tell you because I believe in you. And isn't it funny though, how like we're both coaches, we both help people see that light, but some it's, it's so easy how others can see it on other people, but sometimes we can't see it in ourselves. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I do. I actually don't always see it in myself. That's yeah. why I need a coach. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, but it's wild and what can happen when you do have those people who are clapping for you and being like, what do you mean? Of course you fucking can. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, so, so many things I want to dive into with you, but when you were kind of transitioning, we'll say between, you know, the, the past roles that you identified with, and I want to go back mm-hmm. to something that you said there, but what was the most challenging pieces that you had when you were letting go of those past roles and stepping into new ones? Ooh, I would say the challenging pieces for me was my own inner critic because I was good at those things. I am good at those things. Like I actually am a really strong digital marketer. I really enjoy social media. I'm good at it, but it wasn't what I was supposed to do. It's not what I'm supposed to do. It didn't light me up just because it was good at, uh, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I'm meant for it. And I had to fight that critic in my head because I like being good at things. Like um, my husband always makes fun of me for that too, because I want to be like, if I'm going to go out, I want to run a track. I want to do a triathlon someday, but I hate the messy part. I know it has to happen, but I hate it. I want to be good. I want to be good. I'm ready to get on that bike. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to swim, but I better be like, at least in the middle of the pack, I want to be good. And that's not how this works. And so I had to fight that voice in my head. And then along with that voice in my head, I had to fight the voices of other people uh, who don't understand this industry, who don't really understand how you make money in this industry, who don't really understand why you put yourself on social media so much, or why you, you know, step out and you share your story and you get uncomfortable. Why are you doing all these? Why are you hiring that coach? Why are you going in all these courses? Like this seems like a lot of money you're wasting having that voice also. So you're fighting your own voice, but you're also fighting the judgment of other people. And maybe some people around you who aren't your biggest cheerleaders. That was the, the biggest struggle of it all for sure. Oh, that's, it, mm. it's so much there, Jess. Like, can I call you Jess? Yeah. That's Jess what most people call me. I actually love Jess because it feels yeah. informal and okay. I want us to be friends. Like that's what the podcast is all about. We're sitting around, we're hanging out, we're drinking our Shirley temples. We're hanging, like doing the thing. I love so it. call me Jess, please. Awesome. Cause I call my best friend who just here, Jess. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> Jess and Jess. Um, yeah. You call me Jess. Okay. Glenn calls me Jesse. If you want to go oh. really informal, you go ahead. Jesse and my mom, <laughs> Jesse. Okay. I'm going Jesse, <laughs> but it's so true because when we, and I had the very same, um, I guess complex because I remember my husband saying to me like, Gina, you are a goddamn good teacher. And I felt a lot of guilt because I was like, Ooh, I know I'm really good at what I do, but just because you're good at it, that doesn't mean that you have to do it as a career and mm-hmm. fighting that voice. And like you said, the voice of other people, man, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Like believing in yourself when nobody's clapping, believing in yourself when people aren't showing up, believing in yourself when the people that you love the most are like, what the heck are you doing? You mm-hmm. know? Um, so how did you how did you overcome that? Like, how did you not listen? Cause most people, like I bet your clients too, most people, they don't succeed air quote succeed mm-hmm. because of that voice. 
and the voice mm-hmm. of others. It's the two biggest critics, right? Oh yeah. Because that also that voice of others, um, validates that voice of yourself. And then you're just like, ah, like it's a lot. So for me, I will say I'm blessed with a husband who believes in me wholeheartedly. And that helps a lot. Not everybody has that. And if you don't have that, I would find it deep, deep, deep within yourself journal, like find that point in you that believes in yourself more than that voice on one side of your head and that other voice on the other side of your head, because you need that deep belief, that big why to show up even when you don't want to, to show up when that voice is just ringing in your ears. Um, And if you don't have that belief in yourself, again, hire a coach that believes in you because that's really important. Again, I am blessed with a husband who believes in me more than I could ever imagine. But also sometimes you just need to have it in yourself. You got to care more about that dream than you do that stupid voice in your head. And also remembering too, that often the thing that you think people are thinking is probably a lie. Is it true? Like, do you know, have they come up to you and said those things? If they have, then I'm really sorry that you've gone through that. But if they haven't, you're probably just doing that in your own head. Like that's not the truth. So find and it in it's you. It's probably stemming from a belief that you have and that you have yeah. it about yourself. So you're like, well, if I have it about myself, then so-and-so definitely has it about me. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's a really good point. And, you know, chances are like people are obsessed with their own lives for the most part. Like we think that people are thinking about us, but they're not like you might have a scattered person who is, but most people are worried about themselves and staying in their own lane. So, you know, and I love the point that you just made about having that vision that is bigger than all of the excuses, because if you have one thing that's going to be excuse, everything's going to be an excuse. So mm-hmm. it's finding that thing that's going to drive you in all those hard times. And it doesn't mean that you don't feel it. Like, I think there is once again, a misconception that people who are going after what they want, don't have that voice, but they do. Yeah, they do. It's there. (laughs) It's It's, there. You know, I don't think it ever goes away. I just think you get better at managing it and silencing it. But, you know, it's definitely a hard thing to navigate. So you have all this experience and a lot of our listeners are business owners, too. You have a lot of experience in the online space. So many people find it hard to navigate that, how to show Mm -hmm. up how to share their gifts. Like what advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this, wants to feel more confident in the online space and, and maybe sharing their journey, their story and mm-hmm. what they have to offer. What yeah, advice so, would you give them? Ooh, yeah. Okay. So my background is actually in public relations. I went to Mount St. Vincent here in Halifax to do communications and public relations here. And so I always had that background that I I learned the skills to be a public speaker. I learned, you know, all that in university, but I kind of went to university like right before this boom really happened in how big social media has gotten in the last little bit. And uh, honestly, like, how do you have a business without social media? And I mean that a hundred percent because even yesterday I was looking for a nail salon and I was like, I'm gonna find me a nail salon. And I was like, Ooh, this one hasn't posted since 2021. Mm, are they really that good of a nail salon? This other one posted three hours ago. I'm going to go there. And that's like, unfortunately the, the reality right now, because people are looking on social media for, you know, testimonials and for your story and for what you're up to. And for those pictures of the nails, they were super cute. So it's all those little things that make a really big difference when it comes to social media and finding that confidence to show up. Ooh, I feel you. You do not. First tip I'll say, you do not have to be on there 24 seven. I thought you did. I thought you had to be there all the time. If I missed a day, people were going to forget about me. And that's not the truth. So find a plan and a pattern that works for you. If that's showing up on your stories a couple of times a week, showing up for a couple of reels, maybe a post, find the rhythm that feels good for you and what you're comfortable with, a little uncomfortable with mm-hmm. at the start and go with that. Do not tell yourself that you have to be on every platform. You do not pick one and do one really well. I've been feeling that like, oh, I should be on TikTok. Oh, I hate the word should. And I recently did an episode on why I hate the word should. Uh, But I I felt that like, oh, well, that's where all the kids are. I should be on there. Um, And that's the voice I have for myself in case anyone was wondering. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) no, there's no should. Find a platform that feels good for you. If it's Facebook, go with Facebook. If it's Instagram, go with Instagram. If it's TikTok, go with TikTok. If it's YouTube, if it's a podcast, do the platform that feels for you like good and, and do it well. Because especially once I, in my podcast, I started to do two episodes a week. 
I can't do two episodes a week on my podcast and also have TikTok doing videos every single day or have a YouTube channel. I can't do it. I can't do it all. I do not. It's just me. I'm a solo entrepreneur. Do what you can do and feel good with it. And then two would be just, or maybe this is three. I don't know where I'm at on my tip line, but (laughs) I would say try to find the things that feel comfortable where you can show up. It's really important that you get that connection with your audience. So even if you're a product-based business, showing your face is is important. And I know a lot of people cringe when I said that, I, I believe it. But use the filters, use the sounds that feel good for you, um, find accounts that inspire you and, and go with those two. I often preach that I think you should show up as your authentic self. I don't think you need filters, but I also know how helpful they can be. So just mm-hmm. use if you if a filter makes you feel good, use the freaking filter. If there, if you want to hide behind sounds, then hide behind some sounds, like use other people's sounds. You don't have to use your own. It's just important that you just start to get comfortable with showing your face a bit more because people will have that connection with you a lot more. Honestly, I do. I do believe that people buy you. They don't buy your product. They love you. They love your soap. They love your candles. They love your, my sister does seed bombs. They love your seed bombs, but they love them because they're you. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I love that. And in terms of content, like when you're showing up for content, because I know, you know, a lot of my clients too, who are definitely going to be listening, they're like, okay, well, but what do I post? And Mm -hmm. I know it's different for, you know, for every person. And maybe it's not necessarily like, I don't expect you to say this, we should post for each, but like, how important is it to trust yourself to know rather than always looking and say, well, oh, this person posts that I need to post this. Like, I think there's also a level of trust that you had to tap into and Mm -hmm. go, like you say, this feels good, but what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe sitting on some content and like, I don't know if I should post this or not. (laughs) Oh, throw the comparison game out the freaking window, throw it out just because Julie with her cool shoe company posted about her cool shoes. Doesn't mean that you have to post the same way she posts. Like it's really important. And I feel this when the coaching industry, if you try everything, if you're doing, Oh, well they did this and they did this and you try those things and they don't work for you. They don't work for you for a reason. It's really important. If I, if you were sitting there and you're a business owner, so let's say you're selling soap, think of three things One, how you'd want someone to feel about your content. So maybe it's a picture or something of like someone in the bathtub, like a little spicy. And they're like, you know, having this nice, like, or if it's a reel of how to use the soap in the bathtub, you don't got to show any nips or anything, but like you can still have a nice visual, nice video of someone using your soap in the bathtub or whatever. Um, Think about how you'd want them to feel and try to like create that in the video. Like, so this morning I had my shower with the soap I got from the event. That's why I'm thinking about this. You could think about like maybe a quick video of like the hot water coming down, the soaps like lathering a little bit in the shower in your hand. Maybe there's like, you know, you put a little bit of soft music on because that's how you want them to feel in the shower. Like try to think of those little things. And that's a way to like share something that doesn't have your face at all. Um, and then you could also think about maybe like sharing a little bit about your story on how you started to create this product. Um, and then you can share some stuff, maybe some pictures of the packaging or, you know, little things like that. As long as you have, at least like, if you think three posts a week, like think of them, like how you want someone to feel what it is that you're selling and a little bit of personal touch to it. Like try to think of it like that. And three posts a week is going to do a lot of good because right now I bet a lot of you are at like zero or one post a week. Like let's bring it up to three and just think about really how you want that person to feel. And I often think about like a physical person. Uh, I keep a like a pillow in front of me when I'm podcasting. I try to like picture someone's face on it. Try to create an avatar. Like who's the ideal person that's using your soap and then target them in every post. Say their name is Stacy and they really have stinky pits like I do right now. And do you think that this soap is really going to help them to smell better? Like really picture that avatar. Who are they? What do they do for work? You know, how much money do they make? What do they like to do for fun? Do they play football like Gina? Like, what do they like to do? What's their family like? Will this soap be really good for their whole family? Like picture the whole shebang about this one person and then try to create content that like you think that they would like to see. What amazing, amazing <laughs> tips. I feel like I need to bring you back on just for a social media one. Holy shit. That's happening. <laughs> I love it. I 
think it's, there's something really powerful, especially when you picture that avatar and you create content for that very specific person. Yeah, That's freaking cool. When I see something and I'm like, oh, they made this for me. That's so cool. It's so true. And I think as well, like sharing your story, like, you know, the, the tagline is that stories sell, but I kind of look at it differently as like stories help you connect to people. You know, mm-hmm. we kind of talked a little bit about that before we started. Yeah. Um, like people want to hear your stories. People want to hear why you got started. People want to hear about what you overcame to get to where you are. Like that's the interesting piece that we often don't give enough credit to, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like, Gina great. was coaching me before this because she's like, you have to tell your story. And I'm like, I don't want to. And she's like, it's really powerful. Why don't you want to share it? And I'm like, get out of here coach. <laughs> well, you did an amazing job. And like people learn things about you. And I think your mm-hmm. story is what makes you, you. And I think it's your, your superpower. I think it's the thing that makes you stand out. So, mm-hmm. you know, hearing all those things and hearing your life lessons and hearing what you've been through. And, you know, it just, it also gives you credibility in my opinion. Yeah, it really does. And I know it's important, but yeah. sometimes it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And I shouldn't say, but, and it's really hard. That's the other yeah. word I hate is yeah. should and, but, but. so I yeah. try to like change those words out. Absolutely. I'm kind of going to bring it back to confidence here now, but let's just say somebody is listening and they're like, okay, I want to make some changes in my life. I want to start being more confident. I want to maybe step into whatever it is, business, life, mm-hmm. whatever, what is something that you can encourage them on how to start? I know you talked about small things, um, the small steps, but even just to go, okay, you're worth it. Like, what is that, what is that piece of advice that you would give for them to go? Yeah, I am worth it to take this time for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. The most important thing that any person can do is to figure out what they want. And that's often what I do with the first, like the first meeting that I have with clients and I sit down with them and I'm like, "Hmm, what do you like to do for fun? Or what do you want? Or what do you like? And often with women, they have no freaking clue. And I feel so sad. Um, And I've been there. I totally understand. Even sometimes now when I'm like, I know I want Thai food, but for some reason I'll tell my husband like, oh, whatever you want. It's like, I know wholeheartedly I want Thai food. Like, come on. Um, But I still do it. And for women, it's because we're often people pleasers. And so we choose things because other people tell us that's what we want. We've maybe we went to, you know, the university because that's what other people thought where we should go or the career path. Other people told us we should take really sit down and ask yourself, like, what do I like? What do I want? And you can start with small things like dinner. Um, if it's like, Oh, what do I want for dinner? Oh, whatever you want. Instead of saying whatever you want, really take five minutes and think like, what would I actually want? Think about that with your style, with the clothes that you wear, what would I like to wear? And like asking yourself those questions, not what, you know, my mom bought me this dress. I should wear this dress. Like, what do I want to wear? How do I want to have my hair? What products do I want to use? And I think that there's something really powerful in figuring out what you like and what you want. And it can be small things at, at the start. Like it doesn't have to be like, this is the business I want to start. Like really ask yourself, because once you start to listen to your intuition, listen to what it is that you actually like, you are going to learn a lot more about yourself. You're going to learn the business you want to take. You're going to figure out how you're going to navigate different areas of your life by just choosing yourself and choosing truly what you want. And like, that is a big piece and a, and a hard one because you might think, you know what you want, I thought I knew what I wanted for years. And I know even reminding you, you might change your mind and a year from okay. now and <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Like knowing yeah. what you want today, just because I want to wear, you know, this dress today doesn't mean a year from now I have to wear this dress or just because I want tacos for dinner tonight, even if five minutes before dinner, I changed my mind. It's okay to change your mind and like just navigate what you want and like choose it. Stop giving it to other people. Choose what you want. and then like. Be selfish. That's good. Yeah. What a powerful thing though, because as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, I do that too. Like I did it last night. Like, oh, whatever you want. Like, mm. you know, and I'm aware of this. And even I was like, oh shit, it's so easy to revert back, you know? And I think too, like with the whole changing your mind, I think a lot of people are mm. in careers right now that they're like, shit, 
I'm unhappy. And I remember, like, I wanted to be a teacher. I wholeheartedly, I was an active participant in every single step of becoming a teacher. And I loved it. I loved it until I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people are like, oh, it's too late now. I'm 15 years in. What am I going to do? I'm 30 odd. What advice would you give to somebody who is in that phase right now and are like, I know I need to start changing, but, and they're using that but. Get out of here with your butt. Yeah. Right. What advice Uh, would you give them? Ooh, what advice would I give them? But they, they know they need a change. Really, again, it's figuring out what you want. So if you know what it is that you want, you're sitting there, you know, you're miserable. You want to get out before, again, jumping into the ocean. Let's navigate that one thing that you want and start to step in that direction. Do I think that you can jump into the ocean and that you'll be able to swim and everything's going to be dandy? Yeah, wholeheartedly. I believe in you 100%. You can do it. If that's what you're feeling called to do and you're the person who has to go all in, go all in. Try it out and, and see if that feels good for you. If you're a toe dipper, then dip that toe, like try something, take the course and see if it's the direction you want to take and then slowly start to build into it. Um, there is a, there's a way out. If you're feeling that way, there's always a way out. You do not have to stay in that itchy, gross feeling that you have right now, where you're in a career that you don't love. You're in a relationship you don't love. You're in, you know, anything, insert what you're going through you can find a way out, just like slowly start to research it. Even Google it, go to Google university and ask Google, you know, what's my next step? Honestly, you can do it. There's a way out always. And I'm glad that you talked about the difference between toe dippers and jumping all in, because, you know, when I first started, I was in the health and fitness world as well. And Mm. I thought, okay, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to be now doing. But it was that starter. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. dipping my toe into or toza, I guess, into different things, it got me closer to where I am now. Also, Jesse, <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> I guarantee you in five years, what I'm doing is probably going to be a little different from now. Yep. And I think that somewhere along the lines, we think that's failure, but I think that's growth. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing the same fucking thing day in, day over mm-hmm. for 10, 15 years, that's not growth. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. And that's why you're probably unhappy. So you know, switching it up and it doesn't have to be leaving your career. Like you said, like it could Mm -hmm. be switching a career, trying a different position, taking some leave, like doing something different to allow a number one, different parts of your brain to even fire. Because once we're in that same commonality, that same cycles, like we actually lose our creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you say that too, I would, I would suggest finding the fun in it. And I know that can be really hard to do because there is a lot of discomfort in making this change, but find the things that light you up and find the fun and follow the fun. Yeah. Cause we don't, why is it as adults? Like we don't, Oh my gosh, I know. Right. Like it drives me nuts. Like my husband and I are the two biggest kids ever. And I, I love it all the other night. Like we legit, like it's nothing for Dwayne to come home. The Nerf guns there. And like, you got 40 seconds. <laughs> to like that happens all the time or we'll have water fights in the kitchen or we'll, you know, like we're oh, big I love kids. That. Mm-hmm. but if you can't have fun, what's the point? Like we take our lives and ourselves way too serious. And that's oh why yeah. Miserable. Like that's why so many people are unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you say that too, because I always admired my husband because he was very good at hobbies. So he likes to mountain bike. He plays hockey, you know, he does different things. Like he has good hobbies and he enjoys, you know, playing video games, whatever. But for me, when people would ask me what my hobby was, I'd always say work because I came from a family who worked a lot. And really, honestly, their hobbies were work and growing their business. And and maybe someone listening right now feels that way. If you're a business owner, you know, it can be really heavy and it becomes your hobby. I really challenge you to find something fun, whatever it is, ask yourself what you find fun and go after it. I just bought a paddleboard. I'm really freaking excited this weekend to go out on my paddleboard for the first time. So it's just like finding those pieces that I find fun. Oh, and for my birthday too, we would, we went to the roller derby or we went to the roller disco. I should say it was so fun. I might've been the only one out of my friends who loved it, but for me, it was so much fun. And now I can't wait to go back to the roller disco. Know that you got to try things too, to find your fun because all my girlfriends and my husband, they did not love it. They were like, this is dumb. We're at the roller disco. And I was like, I could stay here for the rest of my life. So know that it's going to be different, but like find something fun. Yeah. And try a thing. Like you say, like, 
even trying things that you've never tried before, because you never know if you're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's like all, we put ourselves in all these boxes and we're like, well, why are not I happy? Well, you're not even trying to find what's happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, all of those things for sure. So I always like to talk about like your, our younger selves and, you know, as we grow and as we learn and as we do this work, what's one thing that you would love your younger self to know? Or what's one piece of advice that you could give them? I would tell them, how old are we talking? Whichever Where are we you at? Feel, like whatever whatever I feel. age you feel. Yeah. Maybe it's a teenage you. Maybe it's a, a 10 year old mm-hmm. you. The one that just popped up for me and I got emotional as I, as I thought it was, you are beautiful. Like you are so beautiful. And I would go back to high school me who was struggling with her body image, who was struggling with navigating who she was and maybe doing things because other people and her friends told her to. And I just feel like, everything's going to be awesome. Like literally awesome. And you are beautiful. Oh, I think we all need that lesson because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're pretty harsh on ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Myself included. Like I look back and I remember when I was wrestling for varsity and what I did to change my body and what I did to be like at the certain weight category. And, you know, and I did it not from a place of love. I did it from a really bad place of like pain mm-hmm. and hurt. And, you know, it's where we can be really cruel to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I will also say too, like that doesn't, unfortunately we can learn, but that doesn't a hundred percent ever go away. There's always going to be that moment that we look in the mirror and that we don't feel great. And I would challenge you as soon as you say that, just like maybe picture the younger version of yourself and what you would say to them. Like you are so beautiful. Try to say that to yourself when you look in the mirror, because it's a battle every day, unfortunately for women. Yeah. And it's once again, is like when you see it, don't judge yourself for what you're thinking. It's an old pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you probably know Mel Robbins, but I think it's been like almost a year and a half ago before her book came out, The High Five Habit. Um, what I do is I always high five myself in the morning, but I also lock eyes with myself and I say, I love you. Mm, Yeah. It's such a powerful thing to, because if you can't look at yourself and say, I love you, like we expect everybody else to make us feel good when we are the one that is tearing ourselves down the most, like that's an inner job that we got to take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's not something that you point fingers and say, well, this is why this is why It, it is what it is at this point. Like you're having these thoughts, but how can you turn down the volume on them? And how can you step into loving yourself and being like, I don't want to believe this anymore. What thought can I think instead? What can I tell myself as I'm looking at myself in the mirror and just taking ownership of that, you know? Yes. Yeah. I feel you. I loved that book. Oh, so good. She's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think it's time that we dive into our rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> sure. So these are just like first thing that comes to mind, have at it. Um okay. You know, some are a little bit like not rapid fire, but anyway, you'll, you'll get the gist. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Who was your favorite spice girl? Ooh, baby spice. Nachos or tacos? Ooh, tacos. A nickname you used to have or still have? Clerky. That's my last name. Oh, if you could travel back in time, where would you go? Uh, if I could travel back in time, I would go to my wedding day. Oh, how sweet. Mm. I don't think I've ever had anybody say that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love that. Um, this is a, anyway, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to see what you say first and then determine what I say. Who was your favorite Harry Potter character? Ron. Do you watch Harry Potter? Have you watched mm. them? Do you yes. know that like my last probably seven guests have not watched Harry Potter and I almost took this question out. What? No, I picture, I picture Ronald when he's sitting on the train eating all the candies. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just loved you a little more. Oh. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. What is your favorite order from your go-to restaurant? Mmm. 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 Well, I'm thinking Meza. So I'd probably go like a chicken shawarma plate. Oh, that sounds mm. good. Mm. Yeah. 
What's your favorite word? Joy. Oh, nice. What is your go-to song if you need like a pump me up? Oh, it's big energy right now. Nice. Mm. My husband's been playing big energy. It's like a Mariah Carey mix remix, Pitbull and Mariah Carey remix. I don't know why, but he's on it too. And it's a good one. I'm going to listen to that after. Actually, I thought I knew what you were talking about, but I don't think I do. Oh, you know, big, big energy. No. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Cool, cool, cool. If you could win an Olympic medal for any sport, real or fake, what would it be? Long jump. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm not a jumper. I am me neither, but I think that'd be yeah. cool. It would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and that would be a really fun transferable skill that you could do other things. So yeah. yeah. Um, if you could change your name, what would it be? I don't know. I was going to, I don't know why the thing came to my head was Sabrina. So like Sabrina, oh. the teenage witch, maybe. <gasps> nice. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? <laughs> Nice tie in there. <laughs> um, super strength. I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know. It's a hard one. Maybe like, ooh, like when you can hear really far away would be kind of cool. That would be. I'd also yeah. like flying too. Like this would be I know. Flying would be cool. <laughs> I know. Oh, it'd be great. Are getting canceled. See you later. I do think like, yeah, teleportation would be really cool. My family lives away. So I'd love to be able to like teleport and go home for dinner. That would be, oh, that would mm. be, I like that one. Texting or talking? Texting. Morning or night person? Neither. <laughs> I am an afternoon delight girl. An afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> Describe yourself in three words. Happy, committed, caring. Nice. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had all of the essentials, what are two things that you would have to bring with you? My podcast, Mike. Yep. And my dog. Yeah. You could be an essential too. <laughs> I know that's a really hard one. If you have yes. all the essentials, like what would you want to bring? I'd, yeah. Something, something fun to do, maybe. Maybe my paddleboard. I don't, don't know. Paddleboard. Yes. <laughs> These are hard questions, Gina. I know. I love it. <laughs> Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? Speak to animals. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's a little bit longer and kind of a little bit less fun, but what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten that you wish you gotten earlier in life? And it's okay to change your mind. Like we talked about in today's episode, like that is really powerful advice. And my mentor changed her mind many, many times in her business. And I think that that was really eye-opening for me, especially when you're young and picking a university or picking your career, like reminding yourself that when you're 19 and you pick your career that you're going to have for the rest of your freaking life, like it's not, it's okay to change your mind. Absolutely. It's, and I, once again, I wish I knew that younger too, because mm-hmm. I think I held on to a career and relationships and ah, oh, all yeah. those things, you know, because you gotta stay committed. You gotta see to the end, you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, and while there is a, you know, some truth to that, I think there's also even a bigger truth that it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. The other both thing that just popped into my head yeah. when you said that is that breakups can be a good thing. So oh, maybe there's God. someone who needs to hear that too, because I had some young relationships that uh, I thought were the end of me when they broke it off. Yes. Uh, blessings come after breakups. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Blessings come after breakups. I feel that's another full episode we could do there. Too. Mm. Holy moly. Um, so that was fun. That's so much fun. <laughs> and obviously, you know, you have so many amazing things happening. You have your podcast. You have so many ways that you help people. Your social media is on fire. So where can people find you? Yeah. So you can connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is at jess.clerk, C-L-E-R-K-E. And you can check out my podcast at Selfish Confidence, self, and then ish is in brackets, Uh, confidence on wherever you stream your podcast. You can check it out or you can check the link in my bio to connect to wherever you want to stream the podcast. Send me a message and connect with me. I love hearing from you and just connecting with new people and giving you big virtual hugs because I love hugs. I love it. And 
she's coming back in January for I sure am. the next one. So you can even do in-person hugs. <laughs> oh my gosh. In-person hugs. He's so good. And I will put all of your information in the show notes, guys. So you can go there. You can find her. I highly recommend that you follow this amazing woman. And I just want to say a huge thank you for being on the show. Like this has been absolutely incredible. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Gina. You're the best. Oh, no, you are. <laughs> and I'm going to put you on the spot one last time, but what is one last piece of advice you would like to leave for our listeners that maybe would put a pep in their step as they leave today? You are worth it. Your dreams are worth it. You were designed for more. And once you start to live that and learn that and know your truth, you are going to be on fire. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Je- Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> you are so welcome, Gina. <laughs> Actually, when in one of my courses, they used to call me Jeannie, Jeannie Gina. Oh, ooh, I like it. <laughs> Whole story behind that. But yeah, anyway, you just reminded me. Thank you again for being on the show. You are truly amazing. You're so welcome. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. And as always, keep it kind, keep it fun, and always keep it real.